Yeah, hello everyone. Welcome back. How the hell are you? Been a hectic summer. I'm sure all of you have known. Uh, I had to take a small break cause, because of all this virus bullshit. I had to change my work schedule. They actually put us down to uh, 12 hour shifts and uh, shortened staff, so... My schedule was pretty fucked up for about two and a half months. But how are you? I hope everything's good. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you and your family are all doing swell. Please wear your masks. I'm not going to get political here, but just wear your fucking mask, please. So, what have you guys been listening to during the quarantine? Uh... Lots of stuff actually came out, and some things I wanted to review, but I never get a chance to. Uh, let's see, what have I been listening to? Stygian Bow. Stygian? Stygian? Stygian! How the hell do you pronounce it? Uh, the the uh, project from Bell Witch and Aerial Ruin uh, called Stygian Bow Volume 1. It is fucking fantastic. If you enjoy Bellwitch, you will enjoy this. More clean vocals than past. Aerial Ruin actually featured on Mirror Reaper, the clean vocals. So, kudos to them. That is a wonderful album. I picked up the vinyl, of course, because I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, what else? Hum. Fucking hum. The Fathers of Shoegaze released a new album after 22 years called Inlet. This album is fantastic. It really cements them, in my mind, as, well, some of the forefathers of shoegaze. I mean, definitely, you know, you can see Deftones and a number of bands took a lot of influence from Hum, especially off of You'd Prefer an Astronaut. The Summoning might be my song of the year. That riff is so fucking good. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, NX Orum. Blackish Metal. Uh, the new album Moonlit Navigation. Uh, let's see. Eternal Rot released uh, Putridarium. I love this album. Again, more blackish death metal. Uh, I recommend the song Endless Stream of Coffins. Fantastic stuff. I've been listening to the two releases that Spirit Possession re uh, released off of their self-titled album. Uh, it's death metal, black metal. It's uh, it's fantastic. I, if you enjoy any kind of blackish metal, this is really kind of avant-garde stuff. It's uh, something new. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, they pulled the Bad Company on this. Um, I recommend... Well, there's only two songs, so check it out. The album is Spirit Possession by the band Spirit Possession. And if you want a track that really gives you a good idea of what this album's going to sound like, listen to the song Spirit Possession. Yes, that's the song Spirit Possession off of the album Spirit Possession. By the band Spirit Possession. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's see. Let's see. 
Fight me if you want. I love the new Bush album. Yes, Bush is a guilty pleasure of mine. Has been for many years. Fucking Flowers on a Grave is a goddamn fantastic song. I don't care who you are. That's a great song. Uh, have you heard the new track from Paul Bearer entitled Forgotten Days off of an album being released later this year, I believe October? Fantastic. I love Paul Bearer. And I've actually gone back and listened to their uh, older albums again. Really, really, really digging it. I have fucking God. The new Paradise Lost album, Obsidian. Instant slide into my top five albums of the year. This is fucking amazing. I cannot believe that these guys can still sound like this after 33 years. Pioneers. Forefathers of modern doom metal. Listen to the tracks Fall From Grace and Ghosts. I can't I, I can't get over it. It's it's fantastic. Fall from Grace might have one of my favorite lead guitar tracks. Well, currently right now it is my favorite lead guitar tracks. Check it out. Um, and I've actually gone back and I've I've started from the beginning with Paradise Lost and I'm creating a Spotify playlist of all of my favorite tracks from Paradise Lost from the last 33 years. Yes, that's 16 albums, 33 years. It's taking me a long time, but I believe in the end it will look out, work out. Uh, look out for that link in the future. I will post it on the Music Attic Facebook page. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Just been busy working on the house, all kinds of that shit. But. Today I'm going to review an album, and it's from one of my favorite retro wave bands, The Midnight. Yes, I am not reviewing a metal album. I I I really love retro, new retro wave, that '80s style sound. Uh, Will and I have been listening to retro wave now for God must be almost eight nine years now at this point it's it's fantastic and i actually have the album playing in the background right now so without any further bullshit let me jump into the review for you so this album opens with the intro track 1991 which is an old school internet dial-up tone for those of you who are old enough to remember what a fucking dial-up tone was to get on the internet i do it was fucking dreadful uh, it really sets the tone for what the rest of the album sounds like. If you're looking for straight up 80s retro wave, it's the album's not going to be for you. I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, the whole album feels to me like a goodbye to the 80s for the midnight. Who on this album sound like they're moving forward into a different decade. But again, I'll get into that a little deeper. Excuse me, whiskey break. So the real first song on the album is the single they released last year called America Online. Again, for those of you who remember, AOL was a kind of internet for us hits back in the day. I used to spend a lot of time on AIM chat and uh, talking to my friends at the school and stuff. So, yeah, anyways, uh, 
Refocus, Joe. Refocus. Uh, this song still reminds one of the 80s. I can picture the quality of a of sound a VHS cassette could provide in an old school television. Uh, it's driven by a hard bass, which provides a solid heartbeat for the song. The vocals are heavily filtered, and with the sound of what I imagine to be a wood flute, it makes one picture a fire red sunset on the beach. For some reason, all I can picture is the Karate Kid. I don't know why. Maybe I can feel this as a soundtrack to when Daniel is practicing his moves against the sunset. Oh, fucking weird. I like that. But that's what I picture. Karate Kid. Uh, the album transitions into the next single, Dance With Somebody. I enjoy the song, but the first time I heard it, I did not like it at all. The song as a whole is a nice medium dance pace. But I had felt like the Midnight suffered from the chorus using down-tuned vocals to sing the chorus. I feel like this would have hit better as a straight-up clean vocal song. As I listened to the album a few more times and cranked it to the point where my ears could just about not stand it in the car on the way to work at night, I started to enjoy it better. I smiled when we finally get to hear some of that classic Midnight saxophone, which in my opinion, leaving it out of the prior album Kids, really diminished the album as a whole. The next song, 17, opens with the same vocal style as the chorus and dance with somebody. This is basically the only song I skip on the album after listening through the album to enjoy instead of wearing my reviewing hat. I feel like this is the weakest track on the record. The weakest full track on the record, though. Dream Away is the next song, and it's actually the song playing in the background right now. It opens with some weird tribal vocals, which play through other parts of the song, accompanied by a tribal beat to match. The first time I heard the track, all I could picture was the this being on the end credits of the original Lion King soundtrack. This song does make me bob my head, which the Midnight never had a problem doing to me in the past anyways. The Search for Echo is a love song to the Sega Genesis game Echo the Dolphin. It's a purely instrumental track that... Is quite beautiful, actually. I can imagine myself as a as a kid uh, frustrated at the Genesis while playing that damn game, but the music also calms me now as an adult. Prom Night is a beautiful song and an excellent lean into what I feel is the best half of the album. Tim really flexes his singing talent on the song, another medium-paced dance track. Fire in the Sky opens with some amazing synth work. This song reminds me of early 90s R&B mixed, with, mixed in with early 90s EDM, which to some may be a bad thing, but in my ears, it is true bliss. I love the bass line. The lyrics are beautiful as well. I'm made of matches, you're made of gasoline. Those words just resonate with me for some reason. A-plus track. What a beautiful meld of numerous music styles from the late 80s to early 90s. Oh, let's see. The next song, Monsters. This album gets an entire letter grade added just for this song. I fucking love this song so much. I've listened to it over and over again on repeat in the car. Hard bass line, making you want to dance. And I choose not to because nobody wants to see that. My wife claims she does, but she's just nice like that. Why this song was not released as a single, I'll never know. It features Jupiter Winter, who sings gorgeous female vocals. I cannot stress this enough. This is the track 
that ties this album together for me. Helvetica is another instrumental track, which I don't feel adds a lot to the album besides walking off into the sunset, leaving the 80s behind. Does that fucking make any sense to anybody but me? Brooklyn. 90% of these songs sound like end credit scenes in an 80s movie, and this song is no exception. Again, another strong vocal outing. This is a song in my eyes of growing old in the city and watching it change around you with your loved one. Some more very moving lyrics. Slow dance with your sweetheart for this one. When the rent's too high, just buy cheaper wine. That line just sticks with me. Maybe because as the money dwindles, there's still hope to having fun, so look on the bright side. Deep Blue. I know this is repetitive, but goddammit, Tim can sing his fucking heart out. The way the line, I wasn't looking for you, sounds blows me apart. The build-up to an old-school 80s EDM groove is textbooked, and then we get more of that great saxophone work to cap it off. Excuse me, another whiskey break. Okay. Uh, Night Skies, in my opinion, is a throwaway track. Best left off on the cutting room floor. Or replace Helvetica with the song. I feel like it has a better place other than here. But then there is another track right after it called City Dreams that adds two minutes of filler. It's just not for me. I don't I don't like filler tracks. I mean, yes, add one or two. But when they get to be three or four minutes long, come on. Last Train. This is a song that will definitely cement your feeling that this is a goodbye to the 80s for the midnight. This whole album, as I said at the beginning, is a transition album. I can picture a freeze frame of walking into the sunset with a leather jacket swung over your shoulder and a look back to the camera behind you and a grin fade to credits. I know that doesn't really explain what the song sounds like, but listen to the album. You'll understand. I love this album. I definitely feel like this was Leagues Better Than Kids. I own all of the Midnight albums on vinyl. Hell, I even bought Endless Summer on Wax before it was re-released on a label later on. So I've been following these boys for a good many years. I don't know what's next for them. Part of me is hoping we get straight back to the pure 80s banger. But this love letter to the 80s cannot last forever. What do we have left for time before the nostalgia of the 80s disappears? It never will for me. I've always been an 80s slash 90s kid. I was born in 85 and was watching MTV as it transitioned into more current music and stopped playing 80s music. What's that? Yeah, I said it. MTV used to play... MTV used to play music videos, believe it or not. Uh, I even collected my favorite VHS tapes to to display on my blockbuster video shelf. In my eyes, there will only be one Endless Summer album for The Midnight, but I'm curious to see what happens next. It is definitely a transitional place for The Midnight, but will they move forward in music time or backwards to their roots? Fade to black, roll the credits. So there you have it, folks. I know that might have sounded a little rough. Forgive me. It's been, what, four, five months since I recorded the podcast, so it's going to take a minute to get used to again. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this. 
I will be back again. Uh, not promising next week. Uh, hope maybe next week. But if you enjoyed this, you can find us at Music Attic Podcast on Facebook. And email us your questions, concerns, complaints at musicatticpod at gmail.com. So, stay safe out there, folks, and thank you for listening. Again, I never thought I'd have one person listening, much less the amount I do. So, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. Love you. Bye. Wanted to pop back on here real quick and tell you I gave this album a 4 out of 5. I fucking forgot to add that at the end. Peace.